0: Between April of 2016 and April of 2022, the number of permanent privately rented homes in Ireland grew by 7%. That's according to census data. Yet the number of tenancies registered with the Residential Tenancies Board, the RTB, during an overlapping period from the end of 2017 to the end of 2021, fell by almost 12%. That's according to the RTB's data. Meanwhile, the latest from the RTB reports that in the second quarter of this year... Landlords issued 5,735 notices to quit. 63% of those landlords said they intended to sell. Uh, 16% said family were moving in. And the remaining 20% or thereabouts said uh, bad behaviour by tenants or extensive renovation was the reason uh, for the eviction notices. So... What is going on? Are the number of uh, tenancies actually rising or falling? Well, I, I'm joined by the chairperson of the Magazine Road uh, Residence Association, that's in Cork, Catherine Clancy, by estate agent Ben Thompson and by journalist with the Dublin Inquirer, Lee Nailen. Good morning and welcome to you all. Um, first of all, we'll go to you, Ben, just to, because you handle sales of properties. What is going on? Are landlords selling up?
1: Well, certainly, Pat, anecdotally, uh, we have more and more uh, landlords coming into the office or phoning us all the time, inquiring about selling. Uh, there certainly is a greater appetite for it. I think it's, it's a combination of things. It's, it's also it's fed up with the uh, added bureaucracy of the PRTB. Um, you'd think the higher rents they're getting these days would, would keep them in the business, but it, it is hard work. Um, the, the registrations, the uh, extra taxes and things like that. But remember, a lot of it is also accidental landlords who are finally getting out of negative equity. And they're seeing the higher prices and they think, look, Uh, Would I keep going with the hassle of renting this or will I just get out and get whatever of my deposit I have left?
0: All right. So uh, as far as you're concerned, there is, if not a, a downright flood of landlords out of the market, there's certainly a steady flow.
1: I think that's absolutely right. It, I think the only thing holding it back from being a flood is the increased restrictions on on how quickly you can evict someone. So since the uh, well, end of last year, year before during COVID, uh, the you know the minimum you can evict someone is 180 days uh, if they've been in the property for over six months, and that is just stemming the tide. And rightly so. Look, we need some protection for tenants. It is a tough market out there and there's not much else for them to go to. And that's the only thing that's stopping uh, landlords sort of on on mass evicting everyone and uh, and se- and selling up. It is slowing the tide and just making it a little bit a little bit more uh, reasonable at the
0: moment. Now we know that the eviction ban lapsed. Uh, I mean there was an eviction ban during the pandemic and then uh, there was an extension of an uh, eviction ban but it lapsed the government saying that this was not the instrument that they wanted to use in in, term, uh, in terms of the private rented sector. Um, so landlords then seize their opportunity. Is it simply about bureaucracy, or is there something else um, about you know not being perhaps able to get their hands on their properties?
1: there is something of that and i'm finding more and more i'm finding if a tenant goes on their own volition that's when i have landlords coming in and saying look i'll, I'll sell it i don't want to put a new tenant in there uh, on the chance that they may be there four years you know unless they're a, a real professional landlord who has several properties if most uh, probably most landlords in the country are accidental landlords who bought something in the in the last boom and have held on to it or haven't been able to sell it or they've got one or two properties here and there and they're not in it for the long haul mm-hmm. if they get a chance to sell it, they will uh the the restrictions are slowing them down again they still have to give them plenty of notice before they can evict anyone mm. and that is slowing things down but most of them are, aren't finding the gains are worth the uh, the extra, the extra uh, bureaucracy ben,
0: do, do you uh, operate a rental service in your agency
1: we do it's a, minor, a smaller part of our business we're mostly sales that's why we're having landlords coming to us for that but uh, the rental side we do have has become um you know uh, a lot tougher. The RTB controls and and paperwork are, is a lot harder, and a lot of landlords find it very restrictive and don't okay. want to be doing it all the time.
0: And, and you would only handle people who are properly registered with the RTB.
1: We do, yeah, absolutely. Everything that we handle, and I think every landlord in the country do use the RTB, uh, you know, paperwork, and they go through all that themselves. But uh, as I said, uh, the uh, this week there are plenty. There's plenty out there. We we're very much aware of a black market in rentals where uh, they're not going through agents. It's so easy. There's so much power with anyone who is a landlord, uh, they mm. could rent it overnight by putting a Facebook post up that they don't need to go through agents. And therefore, I think that's where they're avoiding using the RTB and they're not registering their properties.
0: Okay. Ben, that's a very a good insight there. Ben Thompson, who's an estate agent. Ben, thank you very much. Now, uh, Catherine Clancy, chairperson of the Magazine Road Residents Association. Good morning, Catherine. Good morning, Pat. Good now, morning. Tell, tell me uh, of the experience in your area. Uh, there are lots of people who are renting out property How many of them do you think are actually registered with the RTB?
2: Okay, Pat. um, We live in an area which is very close to the UCC um, College, and um, we have a high. A quantity of rented properties in our area, so for the last uh, six years we 've been uh, you know checking the rented properties in the area that are are unregistered with the rtb and in two thousand and seventeen we wrote to the rtb and at that stage there was over we did a survey of about three hundred properties and we found that fifty percent one hundred and fifty were not registered with the rtb We wrote to the rtB again last year we did another sample survey of uh, three hundred properties and we found ninety nine Appear not to be registered with the RTB. So it is our lived experience that not alone are um, we have a third of the properties in the area unregistered on an ongoing basis with the RTB, but we believe if these figures are reflected nationally that you're talking about approximately 100,000 properties not registered with the yeah. RTB.
0: Now, when you look around your area, do you see many for sale signs, people who've decided even though they may not be registered with the RTB, that they're getting out of the letting market?
2: Absolutely. And again, I'll tell you what we experience because we're living right in the middle of the community and living in an area of high rented properties, a quantity of properties as well what we witnessed first of all is that there are very little landlords selling. In the instance where they are selling it's another landlord is buying it and if a landlord gets any word at all of a house being sold in the area they sometimes don't even reach the market because the landlords you know sell between each other and um, that's exactly what's happening. Yeah. We have we ha- it's a- and, and was by a large, I don't yeah.
0: know whether you can confirm no. this Catherine but no. would they be the unregistered landlords who are you know quick off the mark and buying another rental Property. Not
2: necessarily, no, no. But what is interesting about the landlords who are unregistered, we have been writing to the RTB since 2017 about them and 50, 60 landlords that we first approached the RTB in 2017 about still remain unregistered.
0: OK, so even landlords who are registered, and, and I'm conscious of the fact that because you're so close to UCC, that The rentals tend to be short term. The anxiety of landlords that they'll never get a tenant out. A student tenant is going to be there for the, the, a few terms and maybe even a, sure. three, four years max. You know, they'll keep on rebooking the accommodation for uh, the autumn when term resumes. So they don't necessarily have those long term concerns that other landlords have that they may never be able to get their hands back on their property.
2: No, but what surprises us, Pat, I suppose, like, you know, the properties around here, they take on average maybe 40,000 a year in um, in rents. And the government, in fairness, last year pulled out all the stops to make it as easy as possible for landlords to register. They, You know, it's much cheaper. What you have to do now as a landlord, you just have to pay 40 euros. Per year to rent to register your property, that you could have an income of around forty thousand. And in listening to Ben, there it is not cumbersome to register that property and all the things a landlord has to do to pay forty thousand once off in a year to register his property yeah. couldn't now, be seen the, as cumbersome. the suspicion,
0: of course, is if you're not registered, that you you know for forty euro as you say it's a, a trifling sum in the context of the incomes. But if you're not registered, maybe you're not paying tax. Maybe. <laughs> You know, <laughs> that's the mm. first thought that occurred to me that that's part yeah. of the reason why people don't want to expose themselves uh, to mm-hmm. that kind of regime is that the, the tax man. Now, then it's not
2: uncommon around here for young um, students because, we, you know, they live in our community, we develop relationships with them, you know, and there are still um, many students paying cash you know, for these properties like, you know. And um, that's that's the reality. And also I suppose the issue of the property isn't registered and where we came in for a stay, pass, if we have an issue with a property, be it antisocial behaviour, the upkeep of a property, or if a tenant who's living next door to us that we'd have a relationship with Uh, need something done on the property and they can't contact the landlord. You know, if you get onto the RTB and it's not registered, the property delays your um, whole process of getting uh, satisfactory outcomes to any issues that may arise with the property. Mm -hmm.
0: So anyway, your experience is that there's loads of unregistered uh, landlords about the place. Uh, Yep. And, um, you know, if that's reflected nationwide, uh, that is a very significant number. And it makes the gathering of statistics in terms of the total cohort of landlords very, very yeah, Pat, difficult.
2: We met, we met with the RTB representatives in Cork earlier this year, like you know, and um, we highlighted that issue to them because we're listening every day on the radio to different bodies like Ken and the rest of um, Ken and other bodies like that saying that landlords are leaving the market in their droves and we're saying like where they're getting their stats are so they're getting those stats and their data from the RTB and the RTB is not now an accurate base to um, define any government policy or to make any uh, cuts in the budget if they're reflected you know on the numbers dropping in the RTB or understanding and as I say our lived experiences there is no landlord leaving the market they are changing tenants may be all right and, um, but there definitely is a real issue okay. about unregistrations.
0: And as I say uh, your area particularly because it's uh, so much concentrated on students uh, doesn't have some of the issues and also it's a pretty guaranteed income isn't it? I mean I'm it's, sure everyone gets a student.
2: Yeah and we have, um, the, you have the houses rented for the academic what students are doing now because of they're afraid they don't get the property back again in September they're holding on to the properties right through the year.
0: All right, look, very interesting stuff, Catherine. Catherine Clancy, chairperson of the magazine Road Residents Association in Cork, uh, right beside UCC. So, Alicia Needle, a journalist with the Dublin Inquirer, has been listening to all of this. What do you make of it? Because I'm struggling to find out are landlords uh, exiting in massive numbers? Um, you know, if they're off the RTB register, if that's what the RTB know. We don't know who's buying them, whether there are other landlords who then will register in time when they've refurbed or whatever, or whether they won't bother registering at all.
3: Well, we do know, Pat, is that the rental number of rental homes increased and the census asked the same questions in 2016 as it did in 22. So the census is correct. The number of homes, rental homes in Ireland, permanent private rental homes increased by 7% in those years. So we know that for a fact. Um, we also know <clears throat> that during the same time period, the RTB registrations declined. So there's a growth in unregistered tenancies.
0: Yeah. No, I, I generally believe the census because you're, you're yeah. talking about a massive sample. But at the same time, you know, do we know, can we guess at people telling the truth? They might tell the truth about, you know, how many kids they have. And,
3: but why would uh, they lie about the fact that they're they their Because they would home? be
0: suspicious that the census would be accessible, even though it's not, to the revenue.
3: But they're renters,
0: You mean the people who are renting rather than the landlords? If you're filling in the census
3: form, you're the householder. So it's the renter themselves that is saying they're a renter. So they've no motivation to mislead. Do
0: you get what I mean? So it's not landlord saying, I am a landlord. No, no. It is renters saying, I'm a tenant.
3: Exactly. It's the census. You fill it out yourself as the householder. So you're saying, we're living here, we're renting. So So that's all it is. those
0: numbers climbed and the registered numbers fell.
3: Exactly. And they fell significantly and the number of registered tenancies is falling. So Catherine's talking there about students, but like I've had journalists contact me this week to say they themselves are living in unregistered tenancies. So, you know, everybody in Ireland knows there are unregistered tenancies. If you are renting, you'll know other renters who are living in unregistered tenancies. This isn't really a massive secret that there are a lot of unregistered tenancies. But the interesting thing is that it's growing. Yeah, The number of, you know, people are and, you know, Catherine said there it's easy to register with the RTB. Like it isn't. There are real issues in dealing with the RTB. I mean, everybody reports issues of dealing with the RTB, whether they're a tenant, an agent or a landlord. There seem to be massive bureaucratic hurdles to actually getting a response from the RTB. They introduced a new system in 2021 that was meant to have been very difficult to deal with. I'm sure Ben could talk more about that. But even before that new system came in these these registered tenancies were already dropping while the number of rental homes in Ireland was growing in line with the population growing yeah. past as there's more people and there's more renters.
0: Now, is it to do with the fact that if you're registered, uh, you've got to go through all the hoops, whatever they may be, including, you know, the last eviction ban. Rent pressure ban. zones. Rent pressure zones, so you're limited to 2% of the rent pressure zones as it increases, irrespective of inflation, um, although rental inflation was much higher, I think, than actual inflation for the last number of years. So landlords should be quids in. They should be well well ahead. But the notion of eviction that it might, you might never get someone out, someone who doesn't even pay their rent, it might take years to get them out. Mm-hmm. You might have to go to court at great expense. Um, and... The fear of that is such that landlords say not going to be a regular landlord, not going to be registered because I am fearful of the future. Another eviction ban, you know, th- three year eviction ban or whatever it might be that might come in. Um, and they're saying not having it.
3: We really need some academic research, I think, to find out what is going on, because this is flagging a serious issue. If there's an increase in unregistered tenancies, that's a massive issue. Um so so something is needed to look into this more but certainly there could be all kinds of reasons as you've said there um, and also then the taxation being the big one you know people are reporting to us they're paying the rent in cash that sounds to me if you're paying 2,000 euros a month in rent in cash it sounds to me like maybe your landlord isn't paying his taxes as well so there could be an issue in there too you know yeah.
0: and on top of that then you have <laughs> uh, the rent a room scheme which uh, allows people to, to make thousands tax free uh, which the regular landlord is not allowed to do
3: yeah, and the rent room scheme. We were looking at this for the to do this comparison, but generally speaking, if the landlord is living in the property and renting out a room, that will not be counted as a rental tenancy by either the census or the RTB, if you get what I mean, because it's the householder filling out the form. So, um. Yeah.
0: Now, uh, this text, the RTB not fit for purpose in so many ways. Is it legislation that uh, governs it or is it bad management? Shouldn't the RTB be going after properties advertised on social media? In other words, they see an ad for a property, number 6A, whatever it is, and they look at their register and say, oh, oh, oh 6A is not on our books. Yeah, Let's go and police this.
3: Well, I mean, look, Catherine is saying there they've been reporting the same property since 2017. So I don't think the RTB has the capacity or ability to turn an unregistered property into a registered property, even when they do identify it. There's no consequences, Pat, to not registering your property. Um, They will simply write out to you and as Catherine's group has found, they'll just keep writing out and there is no real consequence to that. So that's probably a big reason why they do it as well.
0: Well, part of the the thing is about evictions, I suppose, um, because we have our history of landlordism in this country. But there was a guy on our breakfast business show this morning, the boss of uh, uh, Paribas Bank here in in Ireland, and he said they're not in the business of mortgages or anything like that because of the impossibility uh, when you lend on a massive uh, a massive loan of a, maybe half a million euro. And someone doesn't pay. Mm. Years waiting to get them out. But the
3: the homeowner has protections the renters don't have. I mean, a renter will be got out. Eventually. Well, yeah, eventually, but within a year. Do you know what I mean? It's not like a homeowner that you'll be hanging on for 10 years. It is quite a different system than, you know, you you will get a certain amount of time, but um, you... but,
0: But if you don't pay rent, one of the reasons, if you don't pay... For your hire purchase on your car, it'll be seized yeah. after you've missed a couple of payments. Yeah, the, and yeah. The, the owner of the car, until you pay the last payment, uh, the lending institution, wherever, gets the car. Yeah, it's impossible to do that in housing because of our homeless situation. If we had proper housing, local authorities supplying housing, <laughs> then if someone loses their home, they would be they go into a council or, house. Yeah, yeah and, yeah, and that would get them over the financial crisis. Yeah, but that's why people are not being evicted because they've nowhere to go.
3: Well Pat I'm covering Dublin City Council since 2016 and like I can tell you there's very little social housing being built in this city currently. Um, Currently under construction there's nothing coming close to even clearing the priority lists so I would expect that situation to continue to worsen.
0: Yeah, um, So many uh, texts coming in on this one uh, I've just put in for an eviction notice For my tenant I feel dreadful about it But ridiculous taxes And crazy, crazy legislation Are pushing us out Risk takers and doers Have been abandoned By this uh, government Apartments are ageing Need repairs Maintenance fees are increasing Tenants don't always respect the property Because they don't own it Quite frankly in my experience The RTB is the, one of the worst institutions To deal with They simply do not answer phone calls Ever it takes a minimum of three weeks for them to answer an email and it's usually with a stock answer to a question that wasn't even asked. They are invisible until they want their fees. They have played their part in driving landlords out. That's according uh, yeah, to Yeah, and Pat, Sean. that is
3: definitely what we're hearing from tenants, landlords and agents that it is really difficult to deal with the r My dad
0: is in his 70s. He has a house with two bedrooms in Dublin. He split the house into two and was renting the top half of the house. Two small rooms, a small kitchen and a small bathroom for a cheap rent. He is so afraid that he cannot get the tenants out of his house, he's going to sell it. Once someone lives in your house for six months, they are unevictable. Uh, He is registered with the RTB and he is petrified of them. Uh, I don't think you have to register with the RTB if you lease out your property to the county council. Maybe there's significant uptake in repair and lease or lease agreements with the council. This is where people hand over their property for a contracted period and they hand it over. The the council will fix it up if necessary and hand it back to you in good nick at the end of the the period.
3: Yeah, but that wouldn't be, that would be counted then by the census separately as a local authority home. So that doesn't explain our... All right. So what do we need to do,
0: Alicia? in conclusion?
3: <laughs> we definitely need some more research into finding out what is going on with the increase in registered tena- unregistered tenancies and why that's happening and also whether the, um, whether the, who's buying them? Okay, we know lo- loads of landlords are selling at the moment yeah. and certainly that's a tragedy for the people who are losing their homes. But who's buying them? Because first-time buyers are still saying to us they're being outbid by investors. So I don't know.
0: Oh, all right, because if you've got cash, cash is king in this market because rents are so high that it uh, it's a nice little earner.
3: Yeah, now that may change with the interest rates going mm-hmm. up at the moment, but at the moment, that's still yeah. what we're hearing.
0: Yeah, I mean, the developers all who won't sell their apartments now as they build them, they just set them out to rent as a nice pension pot for themselves. So yeah. there you go. Leisha, thank you very much for joining us in studio here. That's Leisha Nealand, journalist with the Dublin Inquirer.